Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassCenter.com. Today is Friday, December 15th, 2017. This is episode 177, Sight Reading at Music Auditions. This particular podcast episode is primarily dedicated to middle school and high school students, although it could also apply to students younger than sixth grade and even students who are planning on attending college or auditioning for some other type of ensemble. Over the past 20 years, I've been preparing hundreds of students for honor ensemble auditions. These tend to be in three components, solo, scales, and sight reading. The solo is prepared in advance Sometimes you know the specific excerpts, sometimes you don't. There will be scales, and the scales, again, you may or may not have forewarned notice. And finally, sight reading. Now, not every audition has a sight reading component. One reason for that is these committees need to, quite bluntly, make the process appealing, not scare students off, and hopefully have enough qualified people to form an ensemble. With all of that said, the sight reading component is by far the most difficult one because it's the complete and absolute unknown. Your scales you can prepare and play over and over and over and even if you don't know which scales are going to be asked, you still can put yourself in the catbird seat. Same thing goes for the solo. In some cases you can get the solo many months before the audition. Again, putting yourself in a great position. But sight reading, that's the great unknown. And today, I'm going to simply give you some thoughts, some suggestions, advice on preparing for sight reading specifically for auditions. Each audition is completely different when there's a sight reading component. Some may give you a fair amount of time to look over the example, and this may be particularly true depending on your instrument. If you play timpani, it would be pretty unreasonable to be asking you to sight read something and expect to get a desirable result that the judges will enjoy if you're only giving the 
participant 30 seconds because the timpani is going to need to be tuned. A lot of auditions tend to have about one minute of time and some auditions have as little as 30 seconds. The time goes by quickly. No matter what your situation, it's one of those things that when you look at sight reading and you're looking at music for the first time, you don't realize exactly how quickly the seconds go by. So let's first examine the things we need to look for when we're going to sight read. Obviously, we're looking at the rhythms because the rhythms are the most important component of sight reading. And we'll get to that a bit later. You need to look at your key signature, your time signature, the tempo marking, any special markings in the music. This would be articulations. It could be things relating to your dynamics or the tempo of the music. You need to look for difficult sections. I always tell my students that every piece of music ever written in the history of humankind has at least one difficult spot. If you want to take Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, it's the jump from the second to the third note right at the beginning. That's the difficult spot. Every single piece of music has some type of area that's difficult. So we need to find where that area is. And a fair amount of concentration needs to be dedicated to that area. The reason being that when you get there, you need to know that that's the tough spot and you don't want to dwell on it when you arrive to that point. What I mean by that is, let's say the example is eight measures long. A typical sight reading example can run anywhere from four to 16 measures, sometimes longer, usually not less. Let's say you're looking at an eight measure example and you can see that the toughest measure is by far the fifth measure. The fifth measure has notation that you don't recognize, rhythms that don't seem to make any sense. Now that you've identified that particular measure, you want to look at the measure before it, the measure after it, and also know that once you arrive to that measure, whatever comes out of the instrument comes out of the instrument and you move on. The number one most important thing with sight reading is not stopping. 
and keeping your rhythm and the beat accurate. In a lot of cases, rhythm is a major category for sight reading. That is the scoring categories for the judges. And here's how the human brain works for the judge. If you can't play the right rhythms, then you're really not playing the right notes. So if your rhythm is off and you cannot maintain a steady beat, that's a major problem. I've had students who have quote unquote nailed the sight reading. That is, they got every single note correct. But they didn't stay in time. They slowed down. They sped up. That's a problem. If I'm a judge, I don't want to hear every single note correct. I want to hear just about every note correct with everything else thrown in. Great time, excellent rhythms, and all of the other bells and whistles in the music. One technique you can use is to start from the beginning and just start fingering through the music, particularly if you have a wind instrument. Just finger through things. And maybe you can silently blow some air through your instrument just to keep track of your beat, keep track of your rhythms. And that's one, again, another method that we can use. See, the, the, the problem with sight reading is that there's not one particular good way to sight read. There just isn't. You may hear people say otherwise. It's, it's not true. It all depends on the sight reading example. I do say to students, you need to do everything you can to separate yourself from the other players. That's the case for all of the categories. And when it comes to sight reading, that means you got to get some dynamics in there. You have to get some dynamics in there, some articulations in there, because a lot of people won't. A lot of people will just blow through all the notes, say, I nailed it. Well, yeah, that you nailed it, but you didn't put anything else in the music, which is why you got the score that you did. See, these judges are sitting in there for a long time. You need to do something that's going to be different than the other people. You need to do something that stands out. So ensuring that you lock in and get those rhythms correct. Ensuring that you make an attempt to add some dynamics, add some articulations. That's the smart way to go. And one more thing. When it comes to the tempo, if you can see what that tempo is, and that tempo looks to be unreasonable in relation to what you're going to need to play with in such a short amount of time, 
you might even want to give consideration of slowing it down just a bit. Because personally, I would much rather grab all of those things that we're striving for and play it a bit slower than to play it at speed and it sounds terrible. One thing you can never forget about auditions in general is the good judges are not looking for absolute perfection. If you were perfect, you wouldn't need to audition. You shouldn't even need to be there. You're there for them to evaluate your potential in whatever it is, whether it's for a prize in a competition, whether it's for placement in a group, whether it's the opportunity to participate in an ensemble. And we have to hope that the judges are able to evaluate properly. You do need to understand that the judges can play a role. I have been a judge in many rooms in the past where there are some people who don't quite get it. It doesn't happen too often, but some people don't understand how important it is when it comes to sight reading to maintain the tempo and rhythmic accuracy. They're, they're really the two most important things. Now, how do you get better at these things? There are programs online and websites you can go to to get random sight reading examples. There are also some sight reading books that are out there. And I would also make sure to ask a teacher about books that will focus specifically on rhythm. Because you need to make sure that when you get a passage and it's a quarter note and four sixteenths and an eighth note triplet and two eighth notes that you can nail that rhythm. Because if you can't, that's going to be a problem when you get into the audition. For reasons completely unknown to me, and this is the part that I'm not really going to get into today, but some of these committees choose to pick sight reading, which is just absurd. I would almost love to hear the judges in the room play the sight reading. And I think that some of them would have a run for their money. But it is what it is. We can't sit and complain and cry over spilled milk. We have to just accept things as they are and do the best that we can with the particular situation. One final item that I'll throw out to students who are in middle school and high school for your band director 
chorus director, orchestra director, I would approach that person every once, every so often and ask them if they can pull out random pieces of music from their libraries. This is an excellent way to prepare for your sight reading. It's so critical that we just find as many examples, as many situations as possible. Hopefully this podcast episode has been helpful to you. I have many other episodes which relate to the audition process. Those were early on, uh, some of my initial episodes, and many other uh, podcast topics which you'll find helpful. Again, as always, uh, please, the, the, the greatest compliment that we as podcasters uh, can get is when someone shares our podcast with someone else. So please share uh, this particular episode as well as my others. And I wish you all the best in your quest for sight reading.